Matchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Dan DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. We are live here on YouTube and on Podbean, thank you so much for being here and being a part of our ministry. Uh, as always, here at Patchwork Heart Ministry at Fiat Ministry Network, I probably should mention that we're also live on Facebook via Fiat Ministry Network. So thanks so much for joining us and being a part of our ministry here tonight. And uh, we are just uh, delighted to always be joined by uh, my friend Anne DeSantis. Uh, good evening, Anne, and welcome to the program. Thanks so much for uh, being here. Oh, good evening. It's always wonderful. It is. It is. And we have a good guest. Why don't you tell us about our guest tonight? Yes, I'm very excited about this one because we have Ray Haywood. He is a husband and dad and also a very gifted Catholic author. He's married to his wife, Natalie, and they have two sons, Nicholas and Frank. And that we have a lot to discuss because you have been doing some collaborative efforts with Ray uh, Bill, and I know we're going to talk a lot about that too, and some great things that are happening between Patchwork Heart Ministry and also with Ray Haywood and his work. Oh, yeah. No, Ray's a great friend of our ministries, and uh, so welcome, Ray, to the program, man, and thanks for being here. You're certainly no stranger to uh, looking into my little uh, window of life here, man, so thanks so much for being with us tonight. So glad to be here with you. Yeah, so... Ray, why don't you just talk a little bit about, um, if you don't mind first, um, just a little bit about your journey of, you know, you're going to, uh, just your journey of faith a little bit and, and, and how you came into being a Catholic author and writing and writing an amazing book for fathers. It, it really is awesome, which, which I, which I know because I've read it and done a podcast series with you, but, <laughs> but why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that for our listeners? So uh, I was very much unintentional in my Catholic faith for a long time. I was in the gathering stage as a man. And uh, as I got older and a little wiser, I understood that uh, spirituality was missing. Um, I stepped closer in my faith uh, as my children got older. Um, it was through, I would say, a prayer to strengthen my family's faith that I actually grew closer to my faith, started stepping closer to the path. Um, there was some events that happened in my family that I saw um, the sacraments not having value in my own Catholic family, mm. extended family. So I felt as though, you know, I needed to try to reach into these young people and make them understand the value of the sacraments, the value of the mass, the Eucharist, 
and um, you know, I felt as though the next generation, I saw it in my own community with people around me that the, the sacraments were not instilled in these young children. And I felt as though without the guiding posture that the sacraments instill into our young souls, what would happen in their lives when they started to push away from their mothers and fathers and, you know, what would give them the, the foundation to make good choices? If you don't have the sacraments instilled within you, if you don't prepare for the sacraments, if you don't share in the celebration with your family and grow in the experiences that the sacraments unwittingly instill within us, and you're, then you're, you're left alone. Um, you know, the graces that are shared within the sacraments are very much needed. And I think that a lot of the ministry, the vocation that I now take on in uh, all that I share, especially with young people, is that they need to find value in the faith and the sacraments and the mass and understand that the mass is not about us. It's not about, it's a sacrifice. So, um, yes, the, uh, the value of the sacraments is very much needed in awareness to be shared to our young people who are stepping away from our Catholic faith. Uh, if, if there's anything that is the main focus of what brought me closer in my, my own faith, it would be that I saw people in my own family stepping away from the value of the sacraments. Wow. That's, you know, that's really important because I think that that's probably pretty commonplace, uh, in today's society. Wouldn't you say that, Anne? There's probably so many oh, people absolutely. just stepping away. And I love your ministry, Ray, because you always come right back to that uh, fundamental thing about why are we Catholic? Why do we honor the Eucharist? Why do we care about going to Mass and being a good father and a good mother and uh, teaching our kids? I, I think you've done a very good job with that in, in what you've written and, and the work that you're doing. So I'm just honored to be here with you and to help to spread your message, because it really isn't your own message. You're spreading God's, you know, God's word and, and the catechism. So I'm, I'm grateful to you that you've been able to communicate that in such a good way. And I just want to invite people who are listening right now to go to your website. Now, again, his name is Ray Haywood. He is a, a father, also a husband, of course, and he is an author, a Catholic author. His website is trjfathersguide.com. So go to that website because it's really, really good. Um, I also like the picture that you have there of you and your wife and, and the boys. And uh, so I'd love if you can maybe share with us your own, uh, as Bill said, your own faith journey, because I remember hearing from you, Ray, that you had a conversion and it came having to do with your own father. As we're coming into Father's Day, I didn't know if you would like to share a little bit about that relationship with your dad. And that was so touching. I know when you shared it with, with us on another uh, video that you did not long ago. So um, I, it's, it's um, not something I'm comfortable with speaking about, but I'll, I'll take a shot at it with you. The, uh, the relationship I had with my dad was challenged, I would say. Um, we, um, my father, unbelievable 
very, very good man, uh, Catholic man, very strong in his faith, um, you know, just a good father. Anybody who knows my dad, my mom, it's, it's the picture of what a Catholic family should look like. But still, as men, you know, my father came from the silent generation. And um, it, it, I guess the way that we communicated wasn't well. But, you know, when you're a young man and you're uh, finding your own way and you have a father that's from the silent generation, you're, you're not getting the answers that you need. So... Um, I now older looking back, I find that a lot of the challenges that I had with my own relationship with my father were challenges that I may have had a hand in. So if, if, you know, relationships have two sides to them. And when we look at our fathers as these perfect people or the people who are supposed to give us correct answers and all, if we don't understand the humanity of our own fathers, then we can be used in, the, in their approach or our approach for that matter. So when, and nobody ever shared it with me. Nobody said to me that my father's human. Nobody's, nobody's said to me that, um, you know, he, he's not a perfect man. And, and all of what you, when you're a young man, what you expect or what you think, especially when there was no, you know, conversations really because of that silent generation thing going on, um, there's some confusion there, especially for a young man. Now, as you get older, you know, and, and, uh, now you have children of your own and my wife and I are raising our own family. And when we were raising our own children, now I start to see a view of, of my father's position to me. But as my, my, my dad died in 2015 and my oldest son was 21 at the time, not really in a place where I could look at uh, the relationship that I found challenging with my father. My son is now 27, going to be 28. So now he's more in a position where those challenges were met. And I could see how my approach towards him is different than my approach with my own father. Uh, I'm very much intentional to share with my sons my humanity because mm -hmm. it's something that I learned from my own relationship with my father. Uh, so... Um, I, I don't know. Does that answer it? Did I? Oh, no, that's beautiful. Yeah, really yeah. beautiful. You know, I, I, I think a large piece of what, um, what makes your ministry so awesome, Ray, uh, and and knowing it, um, you know, and 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 kind of shouldering up with you to, to partner to do so much, is the fact that you have absolutely very little, um, very little problem showing vulnerability, and and, and that's one of the things that men really need to understand in, in today's culture that that vulnerability or, or or weakness is power weakness is power right you know power is made perfect in weakness that's what saint paul says uh you know in scripture and so when you look at that um being intentional about how you share your humanity um and and that you are human that you have faults you have weaknesses you have joys you have uh sufferings you have all of these things i i think that you uh, are are so good with that, and and even in 
uh, your your book, you just put things in a very real, down-to-earth, human way. Not to say you don't talk about, as you were mentioning earlier, the sacraments and the other great uh, truths of our faith. You you do a wonderful job of, of wrapping all that up, but you also put it in human terms, so that this is not some lofty uh, theological uh, treatise that we're going to have to you know spend five you know million hours you know, tr- to understand, it, right? Uh, this this yes. is practical uh, stuff. And so uh, I really commend you for taking that angle and that um, and that way of, of relating the faith to to um, to men and young men and you know, doing that with your own own family, but but reaching out and and trying to help others. So uh, it, how did how did it spawn into a book? How did how did the um, how did your faith journey end up spawning into this wonderful book, by the way, which is uh, Tools to Ready the Journey, A Father's Guide to a Faith-Filled Family? That's lengthy, but I'll narrow it down. That's all right. So this is I, an hour-long program. That's right. <laughs> we have time. I spent, I spent about 10 years in a men's group, and I was the only Catholic in that men's group. Out here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, there um you know the Catholic communities are scattered. It, it's you know where I grew up in New York, you were either Catholic or Jewish. I didn't even know about anything other than Catholic <laughs> or Jewish for a long time in my life. I see you laughing, Bill. You wanted to add something? No, that's great. Yeah. So I come here and I I, I get involved with some men and they're shouldering up, and I was very much uh, adolescent in my Catholic faith and. I had a view for 10 years of how the Catholic faith is um, uh, looked at when I did not respond. I did not challenge anything. I would come home. I would speak with my wife. I would speak with my oldest son, who's very much uh, close to the path. And, you know, I would I would grow in my faith, but I never challenged them. There was... You know, I was the outsider. So I got to see a very, um, I got to see, I think that my faith was measured out in proper doses for me so that I could come to this place of all of these awarenesses that I could share because I got to see a very unbiased view because I didn't challenge. And when you look at the way that a Catholic the way the Catholic faith is is challenged and you don't challenge it back, now you get this view that's perfectly clear. Over 10 years, I saw so much prejudice against the Catholic church, against the Catholic faith. And I would even at some times bring it up and I would say, you know, you guys are very prejudiced against the Catholics. And, mm-hmm. and, and you, I, even though I just mentioned that, I want you to know, that these men are filled with love. They have a true faith. They believe in Jesus Christ. I consider them my brothers, but yeah. there was there was challenge within the view of my faith with them. Sure. And, and that's true and it's real. And so that, that view and those challenges brought me closer to the path through exploring and seeking out 
I, when I lived in New York, there was nothing to challenge me in my faith. Everybody was the same. So, but when I came here and people were starting to challenge the Catholic church in a biased way. So that brought me closer in itself. Yeah. And so, um, then, uh, as I mentioned, the, um, my own people within my extended family stepping away from the sacraments. And I saw how, you know, people who don't have sacraments instilled within them, those children are challenged. I mean, tremendously challenged. I see so much challenge in a child that doesn't have the sacraments instilled within them. And, you know, for someone who grows up with the sacraments and is adolescent in their faith and they find no value in it, they don't realize what they're not instilling in their children when they don't share the sacraments with them. Oh, yes. So totally agree on that. This is what brought me to what I call a vital prayer. You know, a vital prayer is something that we discuss in the uh, Finding Simple Answers on Patreon. And, uh, you know, vital prayer is something that you carry around with you like a cross. It's joyful suffering of vital prayer. And in vital prayer, I asked for a prayer to strengthen my family's faith. At a time when I was not very strong in my own faith, I <laughs> so when when this when as the measure in which we measure as my loving father dispensed out to me in proper doses, brought me through all of the events that I was supposed to see to bring me to a place where I could share these simple awarenesses. And I believe all of our answers are simple ones. We just confuse them in our own, you know, humanity. So, um, I don't know. Does that answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. you're doing a great job. Yeah, it's great. This is yeah. so much fun. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the, again, the book folks, um, is, uh, tools to ready the journey of father's guide to a faith-filled family. And, uh, it's available on Ray's website. Very easy. Uh, trjfathersguide.com. And the other really cool thing that Ray and I did was that we, uh, created on Breadbox Media, big shout out to Pete Sox at Breadbox Media, a uh, 15 part, is it 15 or 16 parts, right? A uh, 15 or 16 part uh, s- podcast study. And the two of us just had a, had a phenomenal time doing this. <laughs> uh, back and forth, we did a whole study guide to the book, basically, that's him and I talking about the chapters, uh, which is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it brought me very much closer to the bed. You know, when I, when I was living through writing the book, that's one aspect, but what you and I did, Bill, what we brought to light, we brought a different view of each chapter. Like the chapter shares very simple answers and it's very condensed, it's easy to read, it's all standalone. You know, the artwork is amazing. Yeah. Each each piece of art is shown as a, 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 a worn tool being handed down, just like the tools of the book that are being handed down. And, uh, you know, the book has got tools to ready the journey. That's for the younger man. The Mm -hmm. subtitle of a father's guide to a faithful family is for the older man like me to realize that we need to hand on those tools, that it's important for us to be intentional in a world that's taken our children away from us, in a world that teaches us not to be intentional and not to think of things for our families, you know, uh, our children's challenge us and so many parents step away from the challenge. 
we need to step closer. Yeah. It's so That's right, true. because family is a treasure. And our society certainly doesn't teach that in any way, that the family is the treasure of our lives. And I would hope, especially those who are listening, right? This is Sewing Hope podcast, right? That during this pandemic, did we learn because we were at home so much, right? All the time, you know, where husbands and wives were now working from home and, and the kids were home. And so I would hope that we all learned the value there. I wondered, Ray, if you wanted to speak on that, because here we are, we are coming out of this pandemic. I don't know what it's like down there in North Carolina, I'm up in Pennsylvania. Uh, Bill is out in Wisconsin. Uh, we are in what we call the yellow phase, which is kind of between uh, normal and still being on that, you know, pandemic red phase, I guess. Uh, I didn't know if you had any words there about as we come out of this, what lessons can we learn about family life, right? Yeah. About prayer, about the importance of, say, praying a rosary at night. My family and I did that every night during this pandemic with my archdiocese here in Philadelphia, I commend them that we were uh, listening to that eight o'clock rosary uh, every single night. So I uh, wondered if you could talk about what are those takeaways for uh, men and also for as the leaders, right? And also for families. So first thing I'd like to say is that every day, three o'clock, our Lord's hour, as far as I'm concerned, I say, uh, our father, three Hail Marys of glory be, and it's with the intent for us to take away the lesson that we're supposed to learn in this event that we're all living through. It's very important. But also what I would like to reach into, I'm part of a men's group, the fraternity of St. Joseph men's group here in St. Thomas and the active intentional men in our faith community created this fraternity. Mm. One of the things that I try to reach into these young men that are part of our faith community that have families is that it's their job to bring peace into the house because this worldly narrative right now is bringing chaos. Our children are so confused. They're, they're, they're misguided in so many ways because of this worldly narrative that chips away at them in one-liners. This worldly narrative takes our children away from us. But instead of us mirroring the worldly narrative, what I try to suggest is that we reflect well and we bring peace into our homes. We share with our wives and our children just how peaceful we can be. You know, one of the things I talk, to all the, uh, talk about all the time is realms. And if we can successfully separate our spiritual realm where we can find peaceful resolve in the objective truth of the new covenant that Jesus Christ, you know, talking about simple answers, all we have to do is we don't have to confuse our faith either. If we just go back to the new covenant only, don't even go past the, you know, the new covenant, just stay right there in Jesus's words. We can find simple truths and we can find peace of mind. And if we could just bring that into somehow the, physical realm that we all live in. So the physical realm is filled with chaos and, and a worldly narrative. And 
sharing with our children, changing everything, turning it upside down, sharing with our children uh, um, in a sense that intolerance, they're sharing, they're sharing a message of intolerance. They're turning it upside down. You know, one of the, one of the other things that I always bring is that, you know, when Jesus Christ was crucified, the crosses, they would be around. And what the cross was, it was a sense of fear because people were crucified on these crosses. All that the cross shared was fear. Right. It was it was a it was a symbol of fear, and what did our Lord Jesus Christ do? He made that cross into hope, into love. So He turns everything around. Our world in the spiritual realm, if you could pull that close to you, but in our physical realm, what does this world do? It turns everything upside down to our children. It it it's if we could take our spiritual realm and our physical realm, find the truth in both and then mesh them together as fathers, especially, then we could bring peace into our homes. That's, that's so insightful. I agree. It's very insightful because young people and maybe not just young people, but anybody might look at what's going on in the world compared to what we hear at mass and a homily or something as two different things and the ability to take what we hear in scripture and in the catechism and in the spiritual realm with what we see on TV, what we, what we experience in life and be able to see how those two things work together because God created all of these people and he knows what's going on down here on earth as he watches down on all of us. So there is gonna be some truths in, in, the, uh, in the world uh, that, that we can see, but we have to search a little bit, I think, Ray, don't we? When yeah. we see what's going on in the world and some of these things that are happening in current events, you know, God is still there. God yes. is amidst all of that chaos. Yes. But we have to have those eyes to be able to open them up and see God at work. Yes. I don't, I'm sure you agree on that. I'm actually going to add to what you're saying a little. Please do. But one of the things that I did was I created um, different platforms to keep young men close to the path. You know, after the book, after the men's group, in the daily lives so that they could step close to the path. There's a, uh, a Twitter account. There's an, an Instagram. There's Facebook. There's the website. There's all kinds of ways for them to stay close to the path. I just wrote something recently, and what I shared is that um, when we're young and we're in our formative years and we're in our parents' care, we witness our siblings having uh, facing our parents in different trials. And what we do is we stay arbitrary because we have a vision of love for both the parent and the sibling. So we step back and we watch and we learn and we grow in love. If we could somehow reach into our young boys, our young men, our young women, and make them realize that in our lives, we are always in our formative years, in our spiritual lives. And if we could just reach in and let those young men and women realize that 
Anything that happens in our world, our loving father, our heavenly father places here. And not every single thing that goes on is meant for our voice. Some things that happen in our public square, we're supposed to view in the same unconditional love that we viewed our parents and our siblings. Stay neutral, have love for both parties. Let the people who are supposed to learn the lesson grow from the lesson. But when we get involved and we all put our voices in and we have these, these uh, it's, it's fanning the flames of evil and hate. And what I wrote that specifically for my sons so that they can understand my view. You're not supposed to get involved in everything you see. You're supposed to just look, watch, grow, learn. That's where wisdom comes in. But to some of these young people, the cause has become the truth. So if the cause is the truth, they can't find objective truth. They're so lost. And it's because of fathers, as far as I'm concerned, that they're lost. Not intentional. Yeah. We need to do a better job. Absolutely, Ray. Absolutely. You know, and you give so many great tools and, and instruction uh, to fathers to help them do that. It's, you know, you use the term um, shouldering up often. You use that term shouldering up. And we have to shoulder up. We have to get together as men, as fathers, and lead. And, and, and it's not this pompous leadership. We're not talking about a pompous leadership. We're talking about a humble leadership. And, you know, uh, the, the, the video that we uh, released this morning of your, um, you know, facing adversity uh, was just phenomenal because you, you really talk so nicely about that. It, just so you understand, uh, this is a, this is a uh, written uh, resource that's on Ray's website, but what we did as part of this new series, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes, I'm sure, um, the, the Discovery Mission series, we actually took it and made it into a, um, a mini video. It's like a six and a half minute long video where I narrated Ray's writing. And I really encourage you to go over to our YouTube channel and our Facebook at Patchwork Heart Ministry and, uh, and, and check it out. But, but Ray, you really are, you know, hitting on something very important that, that, um, and, and what happens when you take all adversity out of the picture? What happens when you remove adversity from society? And we, and we, cause we are all like adversity adverse, right? We don't want to be around adversity, uh, in our culture today. What happens when we do that? What's the thing that happens? We lose growth. Adversity is how we grow. Right. And, um, you know, just as Proverbs 17 shares, you know, um, brothers are made for adversity. Now, brothers love each other, you know, and if we if we don't understand that we're supposed to grow through adversity, if we look, this is the problem. Parents can't even speak to their children anymore. Their children have one view and they won't even hear their parents. Mm. There's this worldly narrative has taken our children away from us. I've been very intentional in fathering to my sons. Um, I guess some of that intent comes from the fact that my father was from the silent generation. You know, things that we learn young, we want to do differently. Um, I guess the lessons that I learned from my father made me to be a better man. Yeah. 
know, and but you don't realize these things until you're older and you have the wisdom to look back and to everything is growth, all of it. Just as facing adversity is how we grow shares, every relationship that we have, whether it be good or bad, is meant for growth, especially if we approach it well and we approach it through humility and composure. Do you see any humility or composure in the worldly narrative right now? No. <laughs> and shaking her head. No, I do not. <laughs> and that's why I appreciate people like you, Ray, who have done such a good job with your writing. That video, the video that Bill was speaking of that's on Patchwork Heart Radio right now on, on the YouTube channel, it really is amazing. I mean, Bill is narrating it. And it's a video with your right where he's reading your writing and what you've said about uh, parenting, how important, you know, we need to take it seriously. I think that's what it, a lot of it comes down to because it's a spiritual battle, isn't it, Ray? It is a spiritual battle for us that we have to, you know, the world says, let your kids do what they want. Don't ask questions. You know, it's all about giving them the things, the material goods that they need and want every day and nothing more than that. And we know that is the furthest thing from the truth as people of faith, that life is a lot more than just getting the little gadgets and the clothes and things that you want to make you, quote, happy. It's just not what it's about. Yeah, I always say happiness is completely impossible. It's impossible to be happy the, your entire life. Yeah, and and the thing I prove people with that, as I always say, is have you been happy your whole life so far up to this point? And they go, <laughs> and they go, no. Well, then, you, what makes you think you're going to be happy the rest of your life? I mean, give me, give me a, give me a break. Yeah, right? they're searching too hard. Yeah, you know, so, you're only going to be happy in Christ. Yep. Just to go back to what Ann was saying a moment ago, you know, um, we're, we're talking about some points here that are, that are very necessary, but also we need to bring some points up to maybe instill or to scratch at these young parents. When, when Ann, you're probably somewhere around my age. Okay? Yes, probably. And I'm 53 years old. When I was growing up, it was very much moral moral fiber and family value in society the parents of today they have to be way more intentional than our parents were our parents could fall back to a stance of their children would get it because society helped us along for our young parents today if they're not intentional their children are going to be lost to society because there's nothing that's going to place them back. There's no, this is not playing, uh, what is it, bowling with the bumpers, you know? <laughs> this, this, everything is falling off in this world. You know, our, the stance that our parents had of that we would eventually get it was a stance that they could have. But these young parents today, they can't have that stance. It's, it's not that way. They need to be intentional. They need to reach in. They need to understand that their children matter. The sacraments matter. The mass is not about us. The mass is about the sacrifice. You know, understand the parts of the mass. Understand how important it is to be a father and put your wife and your children first. It's not about you. 
One of the things I share, I believe that what's in front of us, there's much work to be done in the name of St. Joseph. I say this quite often. And another thing that I've been saying lately is the most, the, the most powerful quote in the Bible from St. Joseph is, there isn't one. Because, <laughs> because he put his family first. He didn't yeah. have a voice. He put his family first. And that's what we as fathers need to do. We need to place our wives up. Let our children know that we're placing our wives up. And Make them understand how important it is to respect your mother, to, to, to give that authority that she she's the heart of the family. Let her take that place. Don't challenge the heart. Learn and grow from those the, the, the reflection of love that comes. All this challenge, this, uh, I'm trying my hardest to, just give these simple answers to place yeah. these tools in to ignite in that two part book that I wrote where to instill the tools, but also to reach into the fathers, my age, to make them want to instill the tools. You know, our children aren't listening to us, right? But they still have to hear us. So even if they're not listening to us now, later on, if we're intentional with sharing and making them hear us, maybe what we're saying will come in, to view later on when they get a little bit more of the canvas, when they gain a little bit of wisdom of life, where they see all the things that fail around them, but realize that their spirituality is something that's very much inherent and needed within their faith walk, within just finding center and balance in life. Yeah. I love what you're saying because uh, you, you made a good point when you mentioned the fact that older people, I mean, I am in my fifties as well. And not saying that life was perfect back then, okay? Because, you know, it wasn't perfect back back in the 70s and 80s. We know that. Uh, but maybe certain things in society were taken for granted that we could fall back a little bit more on society to say, hey, this is right, this is wrong. Whereas now in society, there's such confusion. And if the kids just watch TV and they're, and look at their phones and do what all the neighborhood kids are doing, chances are they're going to do stuff that really is just out and out wrong and against God, to be blunt. And I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And maybe yeah. our listeners do too. We so need- we do have to be intentional disciples. That's a word from Pope Francis. We do have to care about the spirituality of our kids. We do have to care that they get to Mass on Sunday, but not just care that they get to Mass on Sunday, care that they live out their faith during the week. Amen. And then it means something to them, that, this, that the virtues of our faith mean something to them. And the best way I think, Ray, which you're demonstrating, is that we live it out. We live it out. It's important to us to be a, quote, good person who loves God. Because you know what? In this day and age, it is kind of few and far between to find that anymore in society. Just the person, the good person who just loves God and understands the commandments enough to follow them, not just because they're being letter of the law, but because they're doing it out of love of God and love of others. I'd like to introduce something into our conversation. Please. It's what I, I feel as though there's many Catholic men and many men in general that are leading one way in the four walls of their home. And they're reflecting a certain sense in their homes 
But as soon as they go out into the public square, what they do is they mirror. They have no good intent. And this is what their children are seeing. If we are just mirroring society around us, our children are learning from our example. We can't act one way in our homes and then another way out in the public square. Amen. So if, 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 there's, if there's an awareness that we could take away today as fathers with Father's Day coming up is to challenge yourself as a man to act out in the public square the same way you do in your home. You know, it's funny, I tell my children, I live in a community. As I drive out of my community to the main road, everybody waves. But as soon as you turn onto the main road, those same people that would have been in that one road that comes to our community, they don't wave anymore. What is <laughs> You know, we only have good intent as far as the end of our driveways. <laughs> no, that's a good way. That's a good image, though. P images are always good. It's a way that people can remember. So for those who are listening, hey, remember that image that he just gave you because that's good. You know, you got to be. We have to be a good person all the time and love God all the time, not just when we're living in our house, but as soon as you pull out into the uh, outside of the community, then you do and think what you want. It's different. It's challenging. It is. And it's what our children are seeing. And, you know, um, if, if, we're, if, if men my age aren't reaching into other younger men and sharing with them these awarenesses, because they're not hearing it anywhere else. This is not what, what our young men are hearing. Um, and, um, you know, also about being present. You know, a lot of us aren't present. We have our heads down, our communities are in our phones. Even us, our age, we're good. We, our children, we're, we're sitting in our own living room and we're in our devices. Amen. We're not present in our own homes, mm -hmm. you know? Oh yeah. Uh, one of the ways that my oldest son described when I used to live back in Staten Island was that I had a laptop on top of a snack table in our living room. And I would, I would, I worked real hard. I was providing for my family. I was in the gathering stage, but the way that my son described me was, Oh, daddy would come home from work and he would be on his laptop. That was a description of me. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible description to hear from your son, who's an adult. Don't be in the same place that I was. If you're a young father, be intentional, be present, be present at mass. You know, my children, I tell them all the time, you know, don't come to mass because I want you to. If you don't, yes. want, if oh, you yes. don't want to come to mass, don't come because I want you to. Now, my, my youngest son tell, calls me the great guilter. So, <laughs> very it's very possible that yeah. me saying that encourages him to come but mm -hmm. what i share with him is does he feel the way he does anywhere else the way he feels when we celebrate in the sacrifice of the mass together as a family and he as a young man of only 20 shared with me no that he understands how important it is in his faith walk to be part and present of the mass. That's a beautiful thing to hear as a father, because when I was his age, I wasn't present. I, I didn't know the parts of the mass. Yeah. You know, that's Thank you a great for sharing point. that. It's such a great point, Ray. You really bring up an awesome point. And, you know, I, I, uh, 
I reflect on how much of this, and just, I mean, I have a page of notes. I mean, people that, uh, that, that know me, uh, when, I, when I talk on the radio, I just take notes, and it's just scribbled all over the page uh, as, as we're talking. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I keep coming back to is the fact that this is all so simple. I mean, you're not giving anybody anything that is, you know, earth-shattering revelation. You know what I mean? Like this is not this is not the second coming of Christ. You know, you are you are you are simply giving people uh, just a wake-up call. Just as you always use the term scratch at, that's all you're doing. You're just waking people up to recognize that these are simple things you can do. You can close a laptop screen. You can uh, sit and play with your kids. You can talk with them about your life. You can share your humanity. I mean, these are the things people are listening to tonight, and they should be taking to heart, especially during this time of Father's Day. Um, these answers are very simple. And um, with that, I'll lead into the fact that um, tomorrow morning uh, at 9 a.m., folks, uh, Ray's uh, series Finding Simple Answers on Patreon is going to premiere. It's going to be available tomorrow at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, Central Time, so I guess that's 10 o'clock uh, where Ray and Ann are on the East Coast. But um, listen, uh, so you got to go over to Patreon to get the content. Uh, you gotta, it's it's uh, three half-hour talks, uh, and the first one is going to pl- uh, play tomorrow. Uh, be available starting at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And Ray, you do an amazing job in this series. Uh, there are so many little tips like you're laying out right now for people uh, and, and, and laying out your heart. You lay it out in this series. Uh, you know, you're a great Catholic author, um, and and there is so much wisdom for people to learn from you uh, that I really encourage them to go and become a subscriber to this Discover Your Mission series. It's super easy. It's just patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. Um, you subscribe. The episode of Ray will be there tomorrow, but all the past episodes, we have two other missions that are completely available. I did a mission to kick things off, and then our friend Kendra Von Esch uh, also did a mission last month. So um, you will get that immediately right now, but tomorrow 9 a.m., and then Saturday at 9 a.m., and Sunday, Father's Day at 9 a.m., uh, you'll also get uh, the the access uh, to to, uh, to to Ray's talks and then it'll be there forever. So um, I, I was excited to see you did that for us, Ray, and 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 so grateful to you for uh, for for providing and feeding people uh, that need to be fed. So so thank you so much for for doing that. Bill, you make me a better man. I think you know how I feel. You've helped me to step closer to the path. One of the things that I've come into the awareness is through apostolic succession and through understanding what the deposit of faith is, meaning tradition and written word, we need both. The deposit of faith is how we move forward in our faith walk, is that, you know, our Lord Jesus Christ, he couldn't do this alone. We can't do this alone. We need men. Let me just clarify what I mean by that. So Jesus needed the apostles to bring apostolic secession and to bring the church forward. You know, he needed the apostles. It's, you know, even Jesus Christ couldn't do it alone. So when I say shoulder up, I truly mean that. You know, I've shouldered up with you. I've shouldered up with Kent. You guys challenge me. Anybody who watches this series, you could see I'm a newbie. 
and how Bill has Bill had to coach me a couple of different times and tell me a couple of different ways and, and kind of you know get me to step off the cliff a little. He, he's he's definitely got his his hand on my shoulder pushing me forward. Anne's laughing while I'm saying this. You know it's true. And when you watch the series, if you do watch it, you'll see that I'm kind of uncomfortable in some things, but. I do share and I bring those simple awarenesses that have helped me to step closer to my faith. And um, if there is one thing I could say, uh, if you have the means, you know, we give, we donate to so many things. Uh, uh, if you have the means to uh, donate to this Patreon platform that Kent and Bill have intentionally placed into our faith community, please do so. You know, it's, uh, I don't know exactly what the dollar amount is. I gave more than the dollar amount. I, I donated more because I know how important their content is. But it's so minimal. If we were all to just to, to do the minimal, to bring this type of content into our faith community, shoulder up, and, uh, you know, this content is so needed. I, I thank you for the encouragement that you give me, Bill. You make me a better man. Oh, well, I, Ray, it's the same. It's, it's, it's a mutual two way street, man. Uh, you know, we've learned so much from each other over, uh, the past, uh, gosh, it's been three or four months, maybe even five months now that we've been really working, uh, together and, and we've learned so much from one another, uh, and, and, and grown in faith. That's the most important thing. I think that's the most important thing that, that is, uh, to be taken from, from this, but, um, in in this in this series that you that that you produce for us that you talk with with men about, uh, you you know you, you, I I appreciate your support and 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 the appeal for sure. Uh, it's it's a great thing uh, to have to have your support and your appeal. Um, but but I I'll just say that it is twenty five dollars a month, folks. Um, so it's really when you're when you're looking at it from the standpoint of what you end up getting. Um, you're you're gonna get a bunch of things. It's not just Ray. You're gonna get a new monthly mission every single month. And the Holy Spirit, so though so far since we started this, is providing us speakers, uh, which is just amazing. Uh, that are that have amazing messages like Ray has, uh, Catholic authors, speakers, um, and the other thing too is that you get free access to a complete. 39-part study of the Catechism of the Catholic Church by John Curry Sr. You're not going to find it anywhere else. You get complete access to this, um, and, and it's an audio study of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and then you also get uh, a bonus segment from Anne uh, each and every week, uh, which is uh, called Five Minutes of Faith, uh, with her guest uh, from the, um, from the uh, show... Uh, journeys in faith on Friday nights. So you get some really good content that's that's in addition to just one speaker. Um, of course, you can go on. You want to buy just a one speaker? You can head over to our web store. You'll be able to access and download the videos or whatever. But um, we we really think the value of what we're giving uh, people is is far far exceeding three hundred dollars a year. <laughs> I mean, when you really boil it down, um, you know there are great catechetical programs. There's great inspirational programs in the Catholic Church, um, and and this stuff is high quality, folks. Uh, it's not it's not you know just us with a webcam or anything. This is uh, high quality graphics and 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 music beds and and uh, really good um, really good stuff. So I just encourage you if you have the means. Uh, to support Ray's uh, program, to support our program, 
just do it. Um, you know, and, and again, this is not about, none of us are going to get rich. We're all nonprofits here. <laughs> so nobody's going to get rich doing this. It just, it just is an idea that we have to be able to provide content. And honestly, it costs money to produce stuff. So this helps support our ministries. It helps support programs like this, Sewing Hope, uh, to keep it on the air and keep, keep me talking and keep Ann talking. So, um, so thank you, uh, for, for that, Ray. And, um, and yeah, this has been an awesome conversation about Father's Day. And, and, and what are your plans for Father's Day, Ray? <laughs> Anything fun for Father's Day? I'm sure my son's got something in mind. Um, we have a pool table in our house. So, you know, we usually wind up it's Sunday. So we'll right. have 1130 Mass as always. Nice. And then after that, there'll be some type of brunch. Maybe we'll have, uh, you know, I don't know, a Bloody Mary or maybe uh, my wife will have a, uh, what do you call those things with the orange juice and the <laughs> mimosa? Yeah. Mimosa, yeah. yeah. Something like that, you know. And, and then it'll lead into something. My my youngest son, Frank, loves to play Monopoly. And I don't know about anybody else, but he found in the rules of a way that you give out three properties in the beginning and they're all random. I don't know if anybody's ever played Monopoly this way, but it makes the game go quicker. You know, one of the problems with Monopoly is it takes forever. Sometimes we have to start the game, go do something else, come back to it because it just takes so long. Oh, yeah. Now that he found this give out the three random properties, uh, you try to find it in the rules. It becomes so fun. Who would have guessed? Thank you. (laughs) My son, Frank, is a character. So he, he right away, all the wheeling and dealing that he does, and he's got these rules. And in the rules, now we're very honest people, but in the rules, if you forget to, to collect your rent because somebody lands on your property and you don't say it. So he loves to land on people's property and not pay. <laughs> and it's in the rules to do it because he shared with me, I didn't know this, 53 years old, he shared with me that Monopoly was really made to show how bad capitalism is. <laughs> oh goodness! Wow, and <laughs> not how good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, it's for our times anyway, Ray. Right? <laughs> oh my god! It's made for our times. It's great. <laughs> yeah, oh, it gosh. is. It's a lot of fun. Family game night is awesome. Yes, yeah, it's necessary. It's needed. Conversations that come up during family game night. You can't beat those conversations. Right. Mm. They're like when I was younger and I would walk, on, I lived near a beach, so I would walk on the boardwalk with my uh, my oldest son when he was about 10, 12 years old. And it was always on the way back that all the good conversations would happen. You know, while you're walking in the beginning, it's when you start to unwind and and on the way back from where you you went as far as you're supposed to, now you're coming back, all the conversations that were had between me and my son Perfect. Just perfect. Mm. Oh, I love that. Never thought about it, but I think you're really right about that. Now that I think about it myself, I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. You are such a very good father. And if your wife and and sons are listening, they are blessed. And thank you for the wonderful work that you're doing. I also want to remind people to go to your website again at trjfathersguide.com. This is Ray Haywood with us. Uh, he husband, dad, and Catholic author. I would love him to come back on the Sewing Hope podcast. And he's going to be a guest on my own online TV show, Journeys in Faith, on Fiat Ministry Network. So keep an eye there, too. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Ed.
Yeah. Happy belated Mother's Day. Thank you. <laughs> what a great show tonight. Uh, so much fun. Uh, folks, really, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, no matter when you're listening to this, um, whether it's now or later, um, you know, maybe that's a bad piece of candy or something, whether it's now or later or whenever you're listening to this, um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning in and, uh, and just reach out to us in our ministry. Um, we'll, we'll give you our ministry email too. sometimes, uh, websites and things get lost. So it's super easy to email us at, uh, sewing hope at patchworkheart.org. So if you, um, and that's S E W I N G by the way, sewing hope at patchworkheart.org. And if that's, um, you know, a way to reach out to us and let us know what you think of the program. Uh, and beyond that, if you have uh, questions about guests or anything like that, it's an easy way to get in touch with us. Um, of course, follow us on social media. Uh, all you have to do is search for the Sewing Hope podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, I think even LinkedIn. So um, you can do all of that and, uh, and follow us, reach out to us. Um, and let us know, uh, and let us know what you want to hear, how you want to hear it, and uh, we're happy to uh, serve you. And it's just a pleasure uh, to always do this twice a week. <laughs> it's amazing that we're still doing this twice a week. Uh, and so, thank you so much for being here tonight. Uh, thank you, Ray. Uh, I know, I know your series is going to be a blessing. So everybody, uh, subscribe to Patreon. Uh, go and subscribe right now. Uh, that way, you can uh, be one of the first people to watch it uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, when it premieres. Can I end on something, Bill? Yeah, Quickly. go for it. Okay. So, uh, our spiritual fathers, we can't forget them on Father's Day. If you're out there listening. Oh, absolutely. When when you see your priests, when you if you have their email, if they're on, if you're connected somehow, make sure you say Happy Father's Day to our spiritual fathers. They are so needed in our faith community. Amen. Amen. And they, they are truly our fathers, too, in that way. Spiritual fathers. Such a, a wonderful blessing in our lives are our priests. So happy Father's Day to any priests that are listening. And we, we're sending our love and our prayers on Father's Day. Amen. Well, folks, uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. And uh, this has been the Sewing Hope podcast. Uh, until next time from all of us here at Patchwork Art Ministry, Fiat Ministry Network, and the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into those broken hearts. I'm Bill Snyder. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast, and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWHMinistry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.